So you're not drinking today? I'm not fucking drinking. It's this so is... annoying. Um, yeah, I'm on the uh, recovery end of kidney stones and I think a bladder infection. Um, they, uh, they just kept saying the word infection. I got very confused. I had like <laughs> graphic flashbacks to being in Dean Street STI clinic and being like, oh God, no. Um, but yeah, no, I'm on a week of no drinking, which for me is about... A year. I think feeling. this is the first podcast you've ever not drank on. And this is the one that I'm actually really <clears throat> drinking on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you're drinking for both of us. It's like sympathy pains. You're just going to drink double. That's cute. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. No, I am. Um, <clears throat> last night was the worst because today we're filming. It's, uh, today we're recording. It's Sunday. And uh, last night, Saturday night, oh my God, and Friday, Friday night was my work night out and they all thought to send loads of pictures to the work group chat for them all having the most fun time. And I was like, oh God, green with envy. Exits chat. Yeah. Do you know what I thought about doing it? I thought about being like, guys, I'm just going to leave because I feel really sad. But then I thought, God, they'll, they'll, they'll all hate me. <laughs> so you've got kidney stones. Kidney stones. Kidney stones. Kidney stones. Um, Did yeah. you catch them from that guy you had sex with last week? Fuck off. I, have, I don't think you can catch kidney sex from, my, um, from, a, from a ruffian. Kidney sex. <laughs> yeah, you fucked me right in the kidney. Um, no, I, um, I did have a heavy weekend last weekend, but I don't think that uh, no. that was related to my kidney stones. Or urine infection. Or my urine infection. <laughs> um, no, it just had to do with my self-worth and confidence and happiness in general. <laughs> You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. Well, illness aside, how was the weekend last weekend? I've been dying to hear about this. Oh God. It was it was it was a, it was one of those ones. Do you know sometimes you have a crazy weekend and then the way you excuse your behavior is you go, you know, I just needed a blowout. I oh just God, needed yeah. a blowout. I deserve it, if anything. But I kind of think that's acceptable a bit, especially yeah. if you've been well behaved for a while, but you probably haven't, though. No, I'm, ne- I'm never, <laughs> never well behaved. Um, do you know, I, I had a um, a tricky week at work before and I was texting my friend Darren on like the Thursday, I think it was. And I uh, I said to him, I was like, if I'm still feeling this like stressed out tomorrow, which would have been Friday, I knew that it was going to be like the lock being opened on a tiger, uh, on like a tiger's cage. Pandora's box. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had a, um, a big blowout last week. And weirdly, I didn't even properly go out, went to Brick Lane um, and then went back to my apartment. And you had like a guy come stay for the weekend, didn't you? I did have a guy come. That must stay. be quite cute though. Like, obviously, I know it's still casual. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm. The thing is, I'm. I'm actually not at all in the market for anything more than something that's casual and light-hearted. Um, the sec. The second people try and lock down things with me, I just absolutely bounce. Anyway, this is where you are right now. Oh, completely. And as okay. well, the first time with in you. my life that I have been honest enough with myself to accept that I currently would not be a good person to be in a relationship with. Therefore, it's best for me to not involve anyone else in that with that other than myself. I feel like I'm the opposite at the moment. Really? Yeah. You just, want a boy? Um, I just think it's that I've been for so long telling myself, okay, I'm fine without a boyfriend. But then it's, I think it's okay <laughs> to be vulnerable and admit that sometimes you do. But I just, I want to get a boyfriend because I want a boyfriend, not because I'm lonely. Absolutely. Which is, 
kind of I, different. It was funny, actually. It's funny you mentioned that off the back of the uh, kidney stone conversation. Also. Kidney stones. Kidney stones. <laughs> um, l- on Thursday when I got, I, th- I got taken into hospital on Thursday night with this because um, I was just bloody, it's not to be too graphic, but there was a lot of blood. It was not good. Um, and... I was sat in the hospital. My flatmate she came was to like, "Mom, I've finally got my period." Yeah, I've, I've, trans- I've transitioned to such <laughs> a level that I got yeah. a period. Um, oh my god, she's a level four trans. <laughs> trans- <laughs> when I went, when I first went in, the doctor was like, "So, um, when was when was your last period?" And I was like, "Oh no, sir, I don't get those." Um, but no, it's I, I went. Wait, with, did that actually happen? Yeah, they oh asked me if I was God. in my period. Well, I mean, it, that's a blessing. That is that's nice though because it means obviously passing privilege. Passing privilege. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my flatmate came with me for the first like three hours, and then I was there for a following three and a half hours. Th- yeah, about three and a half hours afterwards. And the last two hours of that, a different friend of mine who runs a bar, she came and joined me. But there was about an hour and a half where I was sat alone on a drip in the hospital. And um, it was actually a time that relates to my dating life where I was looking around and I could see other sick people around me and they were almost all holding somebody's hand. And I was thinking, God, I really am doing this alone now, uh, which is quite, that's, that sounds depressing, but it's by choice. It also sounds like super dramatic for kidney stones. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing this alone. alone. <laughs> like you're raising no, a baby. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I've been raising stones. Um, but no, I, it was like, I can see what you mean by like being ready in that sense because I was looking around and I think it would be really nice if I had someone here with me just for this like obviously it's, it was just kidney stones it is just kidney stones but like who's to say if something else happened it was like when I went in for my boobs um, a few years ago and I was in a really committed relationship and mm. the best way for me to heal from it was being with my at the time boyfriend he was amazing he was so good well, yeah because they just take care of you and they show you love and they show you affection mm-hmm. but the thing is how do you even know the difference between being lonely and being ready totally and that's where i'm at now is i'm not ready i'm not lonely either though because i have i've loads loads of guys that i have in my life fucking me (laughs) (laughs) not even just in that sense though like my my whole friendship group is male other bar bar maybe three people Mm. um they they do all happen to be gay and don't want to touch me but (laughs) they're um there's all of that. And then there's my dating life. I've got quite a, a, a fluid dating life. I, yeah. I've, yeah. I, lo- but I the love thing lots is, of men. I'm all about all blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think if you're, if you're lonely in certain times and not in others, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that's kind of just an indicator that. And you think you're ready now? Um, I, again, even if, I, if I'm being 100% honest, not quite yet. Um, when was your last relationship? <laughs> babe, I've never had one. Never ever? No. I dated someone for like four weeks and he was just... Oh my God, Anthony. Do you know what? He was actually, in some ways, the dream boyfriend, just in the the way... He he was only around for four weeks. (laughs) 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 He was a dream boyfriend. He left. (laughs) No, but do you know what was funny? I didn't even have sex sex with him in that time because there was initially like a few red flags, which were staying in my mind, which is why I didn't have sex with him because I just felt like he would post stuff on social media and things like that. Was he big on socials? He was just one of those people that aired his dirty laundry. Ah. And that was like a red flag to totally me. Totally is, yeah. Um, but other than that, it was just, he would do things like he would come and pick me up from work. Like when he lived in South London, he would drive into central London, pick me up from work and then drive back to South London. 
Who does that? It was just so Absolutely. nice. Yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't have a real dro- job. He was a <laughs> drug dealer. Oh, oh my god, that I, that did not read into my brain then. Oh, okay, that's 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 nice though. It's not, it's nice to be with a man that works for himself. <laughs> I love a freelancer. Oh my god, and he didn't even have any of those freelance problems. <laughs> those freelance hangouts. Oh my god, yeah, and didn't want to tell you all about himself and his career because. It's illegal and you can't talk about it. Didn't take everything super personally because he was a freelancer doing what he loved. Oh my God, that's so funny. What a a beautiful and creative industry he he went into though. (laughs) I mean... No, do you know what? Uh, that was in part as well part of the reason why I broke up with him because I thought I can't get attached to somebody that has an illegal job. And then there was just a load of other erratic behaviours and stuff like that. But that aside, the way he treated me is kind of the standard of what... It's the benchmark for you. Yeah. That's good. You know, if I can't find someone that treats me like him, I feel... Don't settle. Yeah, yeah I, totally. I've, I, I mean, I've had quite a lot of relationships and <laughs> dated a lot of men. And I look back at so many of the either relationship situations and or dating situations that I've had and I think... Christ, why did I sell myself so short for these mm. idiot men? And um, friends of mine have said to me, a really good friend of mine, Derek, he said to me, um, not that long ago, actually, I was with him and I was talking about a situation with a guy and I was like, oh, he did this and I did that and blah, blah, blah. And Derek slammed his hands on the table and he looked at me and he was like, I'm so tired of listening to you sell yourself short to these stupid men. And it really stuck with me. And I thought, God, this must be exhausting to listen to because my dating life. (laughs) Oh, it's a car crash, honey. An absolute car crash. I feel you, though. Yeah. I think that's common. I do it a lot, too. And I'm one of those people who I'm like, okay, so I've just started speaking to this guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's over. Yeah. Like two days later. Oh, my God, yeah. We're in love. We're in love. We're in love. Oh, my God, I hate this fucking guy. I hate him. Yeah. But do you know what? I also think that... um, London as a city is is not a city of love. Mm. I I um, this is something I say quite a lot to people is um, there are very few people in London who are born and raised London and therefore see London as a forever home because it is their home. I think that so many people move to London solely for career progression and um, success and money. But they don't come here looking at it as, I will be here forever. Well, it's too fucking expensive to too stay expen- here forever anyway. It's way too expensive to live here forever. But because of that, people at some subconscious level believe that it, everything is temporary here. And therefore, yeah. relationships are very, very difficult to make work in London. However, though, what I think is New York is quite similar to London. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time there too. I understand what you mean. And do you not think New York, I feel like New York is easier to find loving than London. Absolutely. I I dated a guy in New York and um, and I it, had I have lived there, I would have married him. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, it, you, you could, but New York is so spread out because obviously there's the main hub of Manhattan. But when you live in Brooklyn or one of the surrounding um, surrounding areas... It feels more like home. I live in the bang in the middle of London, you know, like it's not like that for me. Maybe if I lived, we were talking about it on the way here. Maybe if I lived in bloody Wimbledon or somewhere like zone four, <laughs> zone four and above, that seems to be where people find, find happiness. Maybe they, but is, is it happiness or are they just settling? Because I think back and I think if I lived in Wales, I would probably be settled down with somebody. 
But then who would that man be? Like, what would he look like? What would he do? Farmer. Do you know what I mean? Like, would I just settle because that is all that's But that there? is what people do. That mm. is why people who live in small towns and don't live in big cities... Are all in love. Yeah. yeah. And find love and get married. And then you're like, how the fuck did Susan find love before me? But I'm then, a fucking but cat. Then again, like who is the one who's winning because are we the ones that are winning because we don't feel like we can settle because there's always something better around the corner very that you know like if i go on a dating app and i meet somebody it's very rare i go on dating apps these days anyway but if i go on a dating app and i meet somebody i know full well when i'm on the date with that person that i could potentially be on a date with somebody better you know, and that's really difficult to say, but that's what London is. As London. If you even think like that. No, I'm not sat there on the date looking at him thinking, oh, I could do better. As no, but what, what I'm saying is, is that's a mindset. And I'm not just speaking just for myself. I believe that that's a mindset for London is no matter what is in front of you, there's something better. You just believe there's it, because it's temporary. of options as well. We, are, we live in a city of options. Yeah. You know, everything is available 24-7 here. And uh, and that in- that includes men. You know, you can literally just dial a man around to your house any time of the day, no matter what your location. Get an a- get a guy around. I mean, unless you live in zone four and have standards. Oh God, gross! <laughs> you know, I live in zone four, right? Oh my God, do you actually live in zone I four? I live on borderline three and so four. So you should be one of these people that are settling. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's my issue. I live in zone three slash four, and I refuse to settle, which just equals month-long dry spells oh god can't relate but as you're saying that you settle that does kind not that you settle (laughs) but that you date people who are been like (laughs) for lack of a better reference below beneath you no i don't (laughs) i don't think people are beneath me that's that's i I, maybe that's out of contact the way no i didn't mean that but you're saying that you like where you were saying that you don't necessarily value yourself as much yeah i think self-worth plays into it a lot but I feel like every time I see you with a man, he's always really hot. Yeah, I do pick him. Uh, so at least you're picking hot men that treat you like shit. But the, the, <laughs> there's a difference because, I mean, this is going to sound so arrogant. I can't even believe it's going to Yeah, I go out with like models, porn stars <laughs> recently. Um, That's what I want to uh, talk about. <laughs> um, you know, like I go out with, with um, attractive guys. Yeah, of course I do. Um, but... I I literally have zero interest in them being anything more. I like being really good friends with guys who I also just happen to have that chemistry with. I've I've got like a number of guy friends, straight guy friends that I'm so close with and I can speak to on all sorts of levels. But then there is that also that datey element where I know that there's an attraction there. Um I don't know, probably, I, should, I should probably see a therapist to work that through. <laughs> Who doesn't need a therapist these days? Yes, totally. Uh, but yeah, I want to know more about last weekend. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, okay, so I had a wild weekend. Um, with a person who I who I learnt whilst the weekend was in full swing that I actually had a crossover with Sophie from the Cock Destroyers. Shut up. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You shared you shared a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so not at the same time. No. No. Although we were both texting her once we found out, and it was like, <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> this is funny. Was she laughing? Um. Yeah. She. She. She was saying that she wished she be, she could have been there with us. I knew she was gonna say yeah, that. Yeah. She. She. She was. She said to him, she was like, "You lucky fucker! I want to be there." 
Oh, that's well horny. <laughs> <laughs> um, not Love my so thing, big. but yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, but again, like because I'm in that mindset, like that didn't bother me at all. I'm like, oh, this is funny. The fact that we slept with the same guy. I, and... don't, I don't think it would bother me either. No, especially Sophie's stunning. Like it's yeah. not, it's not, like, it, and, and as well, like that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if it's like you were saying, if you're just keeping these men for those kinds of things, oh my God, why you should it sound it like I've got them in all of my purse? Um, You've got them right in your purse. <laughs> Here's my little man. But Where yeah, do no, I buy some... one of those? <laughs> man, Put me on the list for that, Birkin. <laughs> um, he's a, he's a, he's a really fun fun. I would say I would say he's a fun guy. He's very popular on in in the porn world, and um, he's very sexy. He is, and he's. Sexually fluid or bisexual? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does all. He does all. I might types fuck of him ones. after you, and then it'll be a, yeah, a hat pa- trick. I'll pass the deets on, babe. Yeah, we'll and just get Rebecca to I'm do I'm just going to say, we'll get Rebecca, and then we'll do Cock Destroyers Part Two, and we'll all give him a review. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, or what would be even funnier is if he gave all of us a review. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> well, he's asked if he can see me again next week, so I think mine would be good. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really fun week. I'm very happy when he left on Sunday afternoon. I was the most hanging that I think I've I honestly think it was probably the worst I've ever been post night like I was I realized that I had been just laying in my kitchen listening to the washing machine for about half an hour (laughs) when I realized I'd been doing it I was not okay did you take the Monday off work no I didn't I went to work but I did have a bit of a a wobbly couple of days on Tuesday I cried at the office (laughs) but I thought at at the time I was like this isn't from the weekend like I'm genuinely upset about this and now I look back and I was like it's probably the weekend yeah (laughs) (laughs) really upset about this totally minor thing yeah the toaster's broken again (laughs) that wasn't what it was but you get it (laughs) Um, but yeah wild wild weekend so just quickly how did you get speaking to this guy um yeah no i have an ex who who unfortunately he was he was still one of my really really close friends who passed away not that long ago you know who oh, it i'm is sorry now. i know who it is now yeah. yeah um and i actually met said porn star from last weekend at his memorial service <laughs> 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 i can't I actually gave my number out about three times that day. But do you know what they say when one casket closes? (laughs) My legs open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gave my number out a couple of times that day because my ex had a very particular type of friendship group um, who are almost all exactly my type. Like tattoos on the face, huge, muscular, biker-looking guys. And um, yeah, it was, it was, there was, there was a buffet and it was a buffet. (laughs) (laughs) And she ate all she could. I did, honey. (laughs) That is hilarious. I need to take some tips from you. If you're getting Start hanging around the funeral home. (laughs) But do you know what though? I didn't, it wasn't a funeral at like a a bog standard funeral home. If you're familiar with London nightlife, there's a huge nightclub in King's Cross called The Egg. And it happened at The Egg during the day. So it was like. Wait, they had the wake at at The the egg. Egg? Yeah. I cannot even. And it was so perfect for him. It would, it would have been exactly what he wanted. It was amazing. 
Um, so and but I did go wearing like a, basically a strap as a top, like and and leather trousers. So and appropriate. I, I I it was full side boob, straight 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 down, and it was. Big. I know that side boob. You I've know, seen it a few times. Yeah, I've got a few of those tops. <laughs> so I wore that with leather trousers. Hair was done. I was actually hungover when I went there and just carried on. So yeah, that was where I met him, and then we stayed in touch, pen pals. Um, and then we agreed to meet in East London for a few beers, and then that went to my house. To my house. My house, honey. <laughs> and then four days later, I had kidney stones. Kidney stones. Kidney stones. <laughs> well, I'm actually really happy for you because... I'm jealous. When was the last time you got yourself a little C into my love? Um, I have not had sex since the Attitude Awards, which... That's not that long ago. You're saying it as if it was six months ago. Honey, it was like three weeks ago. Yeah, no, but that's fine. That is what it is. I've still been... We've sort of... We have stayed in touch, but it's just, as I mentioned before to Darren on one of the other pods, that it's just the texting is very, like, dis... Disparate? Is that the word? Disparate? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. As in, oh... Um, so as, as in, it will just be like days in between our texts. That's fine, though. That's fine. No, because I agree. I think it, it does casualise things, but... Totally does. He has... Um, now it's not... Not that he's like getting a bit more eager, but the more I casualise it, the more eager he is. That happens, though. When I, yeah. de- when I decided that I didn't want to be in a relationship and I did not want it, it was when I was looking for it that everybody was ghosting me. And when I decided I, I I am not ready for it, which was probably in about June, July time, every guy that I've dated more than like two or three times has tried to lock it down with me. I am not ready for it. This yeah. is what I'm putting out into the universe. <laughs> Bring me some dick. So yeah, let's get you some reverse psychology going. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But it's kind of what, like what you were saying earlier, how I'm drinking for the both of us, you're fucking for both of us. It's like oh, sympathy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sympathy dry spell. Well, not currently. Not currently. Last night I was basically licking the window, looking at boys go past. Like, oh God, why can't I be outside? I want to play with the boys. <sighs> Do you imagine if we actually did move in together? Oh yeah. So Anthony and I have been thinking. Um, it's not. It's not confirmed, but my, there's a, there may well be a room in my apartment in um, in East London opening up within the next couple of months, and Anthony is looking for a place. So we may end up being the cocktails and confessions apartment, which already has a name. It's called the pigsty. The pigsty. The pigsty. <laughs> and there's three of us, three little piggies in the pigsty. But just question, do your current flatmates, are they actual pigs? No. Like, I mean, do they use like the pig emojis on Grindr and stuff? No, they don't. Do you, do you know what's really funny is my flatmates are completely different to me. So one of them, he doesn't date and um, only really has um, casual stuff at the end of nights from clubs. He doesn't, he wouldn't, like in the middle of the week, he won't be like, I'm going on a date or I'm going to a guy's house ever. I've never seen that of him. And then my other one. That's called a, a, a work-life balance. Well, no, he just par- he just parties and has like party sex. That's all he does. Okay. And then the other one. Um, Outed. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, the other one, he um, he's a very, very emotional person and he has to have a connection with somebody. <laughs> so he he dates. And then but I've only seen him bring maybe like through through. Two, two or three people into the apartment for in a year. He just doesn't. He he occasionally will go out, but it's just not his thing. Whereas I have 
soulmates come and visit. Soulmates. Uh, soulmates. I always say that. I'm like, oh, you're this evening's soulmate. Um, I have soulmates. Well, with this them. is the good thing, though. If we did live together, we'd have a revol- revolving door. Well, I feel like I would become more sexualized because you would rub <clears throat> off on me. Yeah. Do you know what we could do so they can get in and out easier? Is just put a big um, cat flap in the door and just like. A <laughs> 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 um, I am. Yeah, I, I am a really. Look, se- I'm a, a I'm trail a- of what to the bedroom instead of catnip. Just lube, <laughs> and then if they make it without falling, they win. <laughs> oh me! Um, it's. Um, I am a really sex positive person. I'm a really body positive, sex positive person. And I don't necessarily believe that sex and um, emotions need to ever really be in the same thing all the time. So no, for me, if I, I if, if I go out and I pull some like fucking, I don't know, six, seven tattooed muscle guy, that can be all it is. And I'm so happy with it just being that because it doesn't mean that I can't have the best time or that it has to be weird. And I can be... I think what the reason that people try and lock it down with me sometimes is because I'm a really tactile, touchy-feely. I'm very engaged when I when I'm with people and that's friends and everything. Like I look you in the eye and I have these in-depth conversations and I think people mistake that. Um, but yeah, you're just a soulmate for this evening. A soulmate for this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think that um, sex positivity and body positivity is way more on the rise now. And you see women, women especially, are now way more liberated than they've ever been to be like, no, this is what I want, you know. Well, the thing is, if you're going to wait until you've got feelings for someone before you actually do have sex with them. Impossible. You're going to have very little sex. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm waiting around for no fucking... If I was waiting around for <laughs> fucking feelings, I'd be a 30-year-old virgin. Oh, angel baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had feelings occasionally. You have? Yeah, sometimes I feel like... Hungry. Sadness when I don't have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been sad, I've been sad that I haven't had a drink for days. All day. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I could be drunk. But should we move on to our story of the week? Yeah, yeah? let's do it. Our story of the week this week... Um, isn't actually that funny or anything, but I do okay. think it is um, a good talking point for us and especially amongst um, our community and everything. So this was a story that went viral on quite a lot of sites um, about a 50-year-old man called Mark Power. Um, he's Irish, Mark Power, and or he's 50-something rather, and he went to meet up with a guy from Grindr okay. who had arranged to meet him outside the Odeon at 10.30pm. Okay, all, the, all um, of the right indicators are there then. Popcorn surprise. <laughs> dick um, in a box. <laughs> have you ever done that, by the way? <laughs> what, have I done dick in a box? No, I haven't done dick no, in a box. Not with your dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, have you ever done it with somebody else? No, I've, n- I've never noshed someone off in the cinema. Okay, no, me neither. But the lies, the lies, the lies. No, you haven't. haven't, no, I haven't. Um, so he went to meet this guy and pulled up in his car. And then as soon as he pulled up in his car, he was basically attacked by this gang of teenage boys. Jesus. I think there was eight to ten of them. And he says, they started punching me and were trying to hit me on the head with hammers. <gasps> Um, I swung my feet out and kept kicking them away, but I couldn't as there was too many of them and they were fast. Oh my God. They cut my face with something and there was blood pouring out. They were laughing. They thought it was funny. They were calling me a faggot. Um, so really, basically, all this guy thought was all I can do is just get somebody's attention. So he was hitting on the horn of his car 
And oh, I, he was in the car. When he, I, yeah, because he didn't even get out of the car before they started attacking him. They oh broke his my windshield. Gosh, this poor sweetheart. Oh. Yeah, like when there's eight to ten of them. So it was just... Where was this? In Ireland? This was in Ireland, yeah. The town is called... Name and shame. The town is called... I've literally never heard of it. The town is called Kulok. Oh, okay. Um, it's very, very reminiscent of... Do you remember the documentary on Channel 4 about gay life in Russia? Yes. Oh, my God. It's, it literally... Yes. It, it sounds exactly like that. There was even a thing a couple of weeks ago, which was in... I think it was in maybe not Russia, but it was somewhere similar. And they'd gone to do a pride parade. Oh, it was Poland. Oh, was it Poland? Yeah, it was Poland. Yeah, and it looked like a fucking Massacre. witch hunt. Yeah, horrific. Like, it, it, honestly, it, it it breaks my heart, especially when these these people <clears throat> go so out of their way to spread their hate, to go on grind. Well, that's what I mean. I don't think it was even a case of robbery. No, it and I mean just, as well, like... The thing is, is you listen to the way he'd lined that up. He met in a public space first at a reasonable time of the day. 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. Like in gay world, that's basically like 6.30 p.m. Because, we, you know, it's like we all go out crazy late anyway. But it's he did the public place sober. Um, I mean, the things that you do to keep yourself safe naturally, he did. Yeah. That's just heartbreaking. I so don't... have you ever been in a situation where you felt genuinely scared or threatened? What, in like a hookup situation? Yeah. Um, I I can't say that I have. I've had I've had some really like dark, dark stuff happen in my life, but it was actually with people with someone that I already knew. Um, and but in terms of the hookup stuff, I actually haven't. And um. Hookups for me, keeping safe. I think it's different as a trans woman because I'm not strong. Like, and I've always thought like, if someone had the wrong intentions, then you know they could probably easily hurt me. But then you you don't live your life. You live a half life. You mm. know this is part of our world. And um, she likes the risk. <laughs> <laughs> I used to in my old house actually because I used to live virtually alone. I lived in West London, and um, I had a knife down the side of my bed. I had that in New York when yeah. I lived in New York. I did. And I never, obviously I never like flashed it or anyone or like gutted someone in my house. But I always knew that it was there and it was like my safety thing. Uh, one thing I would say is um, the only time that I ever felt uncomfortable um, was in Paris. I went, um, I, I was speaking to somebody on one of the apps mm. and um, he was speaking perfect English on this app. And I agreed to go around. I had a bit to drink. Been out after work drinking. Uh, I was working at Paris Fashion Week, and um, I'd gone out. And I um, had been talking to him and arranged. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get a cab to your house. I don't like Paris anyway, so I was just trying to escape being around all those awful people, especially around Fashion Week, and <laughs> vile. Love and that. Um, so I got to his place, and it looked like, um, like kind of like either a secondary school or like a hospital, this building. It was really okay. strange looking. And so I pressed the buzzer, click key in the number, and um, he answers and he speaks to me on the buzzer only in French. And I was like, that's weird. And then I go in. When I tell you this building, trying to find his apartment, was like an actual labyrinth. And there was... Like more than this studio? <laughs> yes, more than our podcast studio. Um, 
it was like a labyrinth to the point where I got lost in this building trying to find a department. I think it was like a refurbished building. They put really beautiful apartments inside a really old. It must have been a hospital or something like that. And um, I couldn't find his apartment. And I'm like messaging him, getting directions. Oh, I'm here. I'm, I can see this. And then finally got to his apartment. And that experience of going around this building, all I was thinking was, if I need to leave here quickly, I'm not going to be gonna able to. Lost. I'm going to get lost and he's going to be in control. That was scary. And then he, he opens the door and I realized very quickly that he had been speaking to me via Google Translate and he did not speak one word of English. Hold on. How I feel like if somebody was having a conversation with you via Google Translate. I didn't even pick it up on it. How did you not I pick was, up on it? I was drunk. Oh, you were drunk. I was yeah. drunk. And it wasn't like we he, <laughs> we weren't talking about hobbies or anything so like that. So that's why his uh, it English was, was as good as yours. <laughs> basically, yeah. And and as well, like, <clears throat> it was it was not, I was not, like, interrogating him about his, like, childhood and stuff. It was very basic, generic conversation. That just goes to prove that Google Translate is only as ever good as drunk English. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that that was quite. A, 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 so, did you just leave then? What do you mean? Did I just leave? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Because you were. <laughs> so you went in and. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> of course I fucking. I love how did. the thought occurred to you that you was in this dangerous <laughs> labyrinth, but you were like, "Oh fuck <laughs> it, <laughs> roll the dice." <laughs> Roll the dice and steal the rice. Here, I, here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Even shorter the way I'm fucking going. Um, no, I went in. Couldn't he? Couldn't speak any English. Um, Sometimes they're the best ones. I asked him for a drink, and he told. And I managed to decipher that he wasn't drinking alcohol, but I was drunk. So then he pulled out a um, an already half drunk bottle of wine out of his cupboard and gave it to me, and I just sat and drank red wine alone. Right, and then I went into his bathroom. <laughs> And I looked at myself in the mirror after I'd been trying to have this conversation where he was using <laughs> Google Translate to talk to me in person. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I went into the bathroom and I looked myself in the eye and I said to myself, you're Danny St. James, take control. And so I took all my clothes off in that bathroom and I walked out of that bathroom naked and I did my thing. And then I got my own Uber back to the bar where I was already come from. And I carried on my fucking night sweetheart. That was probably about 18 months ago. You think I dragged my fucking drunk ass here to listen to you talk on Google Translate? Exactly. No. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I don't even remember it being that notable. But yeah, it was a <laughs> lovely gal. Um, so have you ever felt unsafe on a grinder hooker? So there's really only like one proper notable one and this was about a year ago while I was doing my stand-up comedy course and I'd been chatting to this guy on Grindr and he was obviously a porn star oh fabulous because I could um see the pictures were professionally taken vaguely recognized him as well didn't know his name this was in like London that. yeah okay um so we were chatting over the weekend and then he was obviously H&H. &H, oh, wow, okay. High and horny. Yeah. Or for American listeners, party and play. Oh, is that, is, is that the American translation? <laughs> yeah, the American translation is PMP. We have H&H &H and it's PMP. If somebody put PMP on the thing, I would think they meant posters and packaging. <laughs> <laughs> posters yeah, and package. I, co I cover my own posters and packaging. <laughs> I do. I always get my own Uber. <laughs> 
The worst thing you can ever do is let a man pay for your Uber because then he would... He knows where you live, honey. He just feels like he owns you as well. Don't put your address into a stranger's phone. So I've gone... We were initially talking, I think, when he was, like, partying. Yeah. I... Even then, my gut was saying no because I've just had too many sketchy experiences with people that are high. So I was like, I can't go meet him when he's high and I'm sober. So I kind of postponed it. And then I thought, oh, um, I'll be up in central London on in the week for this comedy course. I could potentially go to his on the way back. Mm-hmm. So that is what we arranged. I get to the flat and I've knocked on the door. He opens the door, opens the door, barely says a word to me, turns around and goes back and lay, lays on the bed. He's sitting in pitch black watching Miss Congeniality. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what the is going on right now that's fucking mental so that was obviously a red flag as soon as i'd walked in but you still went in of course i went in bonjour i was like oh girl i love this film (laughs) (laughs) no but watching a sandra bullock film in the pitch black i was like this is this is did you get did you like take your shoes off and get comfortable I did take my shoes off did just because I'm polite. Did you take your jeans off? I didn't, no. Okay. So, but this is how awkward it was. I walked in and he was basically laying on the opposite side of the bed. Okay. So was close to me. Sure. Which made it awkward anyway. Mm-hmm. I then went to go use the toilet, went into the bathroom and it just looked like a crackhead's bathroom. Oh no. Like even the... Even the fucking shower hose looked like it had been awake for three days. <laughs> Shut up. Do you know, just, on a like, side note, the worst thing about going to somebody else's house, and this is why guys will only ever come to my house, I don't go, don't really go to other people's houses, is having to be around other people's environments when they're disgusting. No. Just, it's just common etiquette. Have a nice house. Yeah, so <laughs> have a nice house. Stop being poor. Just have tidy a nice up house. before you have fucking random sex. Exactly. Okay, fucking... so so you went into Crackhead's bathroom. Was there like was there like evidence that he that you weren't the first person to visit there? Like was there like I can't remember if like the shower head was off. That's what or... I was going to ask. Yeah, was there like douches and stuff like that around? Um, there wasn't douches lying around, but it just looked like it hadn't been cleaned or anything. Gross. It was disgusting. Like yeah. It was awful. What zone was his apartment in? Oh my God, he lived in Victoria. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then I'm also thinking he was must have been paying a fortune for that apartment. It was fucking tiny. Was he just like one of the OnlyFans people or something? I'm not sure. I would imagine that he has an OnlyFans sure. because he's a porn star. But the kitchen was a was like a curtain. What do you mean? <laughs> like he would pull back this little curtain and then... He'd have like a few condiments and then maybe like a microwave or something. Oh my god! <laughs> like a bed set, basically a bed set with with more fabric. Yeah. Ooh. And like twenty times the fucking price, I would imagine. What did it smell of in there? Oh, and also I forgot to, I forgot to mention <laughs> his apartment number was six six six. Oh, fabulous! <laughs> That's how much my rent is six six six. Another sign of the devil. Yeah, mark of the beast. <laughs> Um, okay, um, so so anyway. you're so you're in bed with him and he's watching Miss Congeniality. And he's sitting on the opposite side of the bed. Stop. So awkward. Then I asked him for water and he's kind of snapped a bit and gone, Oh, I can't do this. What? And then just like walked into walked into his little Kitchenette. Kitchen cupboard thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Brought out a bottle of water and handed it to me. But at this point I'm getting increasingly annoyed because I'm thinking, well, I've come out of my way and you're acting all sketchy. So I've just snatched a bottle of water off him. 
Yeah. And um, I remember him being like, oh, don't start drama in my flat. What? Yeah, I, I, I think I might have said, oh, you know, if you didn't want me here, you shouldn't have invited me here. Yeah. And he, because at this point I was frustrated and I, normally sometimes I would just let things like that go. Mm-hmm. But I just thought you get to a certain age where you're like, I'm going to stand up for myself and say something. Absolutely, yeah. And he said, oh, don't start driving my flat. And I just went, oh, fuck off, you prick. And at this point, he just lunged across the room Stop at me. It. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it now. Literally lunged. I legged it towards the door, just unbuckled this door and just sprinted out of this flat, ran. Oh my God, I was hoping that that story was going to take a twist. Like he lunged at you, dick in hand, ready to go. No, he wanted to hurt you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I don't think... Oh, babe. I don't think it was necessarily... A, I think it was probably just he switched on maybe a come down thing. Yeah, it sounds like he'd been chasing the dragon for a couple of days. Yeah. Kissed by an angel. <laughs> oh, my God, babe. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, think about if you're... If, 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 like, if you'd have been drunk, you wouldn't have been able to move so quick. And what would have happened? That's such a very fair point. Yeah. That's a very fair point. But I was I was shaking afterwards. Like, after that, Of course like, you were. Oh, Somebody just went God. for you. Yeah. Uh, I think because he was obviously on the sixth floor, being 666, as I went to, like, I, I think I ran down one flight of stairs because I thought I'm not waiting for a lift. Ran, <laughs> Bing! <laughs> <laughs> ran down one flight of stairs and then realised he wasn't chasing me, checked my grinder and he'd already blocked me. Oh, wow. But then do you know what was funny? People are fucking weird. Yeah, go on. Facebook friends. We're Facebook friends. Stop it. We're Facebook friends. Are you still Facebook friends? I think so, yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Oh my God, Anthony, that's nuts. I know, I was debating whether I... I do kind of feel like naming him, shaming him, but I probably shouldn't, no. I did think that as well. No, let's not name him, shame him. Come on, let's have a bit of decorum about us. We're not that type of woman. But we should also potentially keep other queer people safe. His name is... (laughs) Oh my God, I thought you were going to do it then. His name is... Rebecca Vardy. Ah! Get out! <laughs> right. So just, I mean, in conclusion, you, yeah. were, you know, my Parisian story obviously ended quite well, actually. It was, it was a lovely old time. I had myself a lovely baguette. <laughs> I left with garlic breath. It was gorgeous. Took a trip to the Eiffel Tower. I did. All the way up that tower. He saw my Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, your, my story didn't know, but yours could have potentially ended in you being her or God knows what. So in terms of um, on a generic level, we all use these apps at some point in another, whether it be Grinder, Scruff, Growler, whatever the others are. I get lost with them anyway because I don't use them, obviously, in man-only ones. But um, how, what would your like top tip for being safe whilst using the the apps. I think I've got one, but what would your what would you say your top tip was for staying safe? Um well this one I know is cliche, but trusting your gut I do think is yeah. important because it's really just about being in tune with yourself and actually listening to your body's responses. Absolutely. Over the potential of having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um I think I knew on some level that certain things weren't right. There was flags. Yeah. And when I walked in and he was watching Miss Congeniality, you I should have just bolted just yeah. then. Yeah, you But right. it's a hot guy who, you know, and I wanted sex. So yeah. sometimes we prioritise sex over that. 
Yeah, um, if, you, if you've already douched in your ready, sometimes <laughs> you just think, well, you know, in for a penny, in for a pounding. Maybe <laughs> <Hear me> that. <laughs> um, um, just quickly, I would also say maybe one other one is, I don't want this to sound like I'm writing people off or anything, but personally, I've just had too many sketchy episodes happen when that person was high. And I appreciate people's honesty telling you, like, when they're partying or when they're doing this. But sure, yeah. For me, I've just had too many things, whether it's even something as small as I go around that guy's house and then they just, they come and then they're like, get out. Yeah. Whether it's as small as that or being lunged at. They come, you go. The sketchiest ones are when they're high. Yeah. And you're not. Oh, yeah, completely. Oh, my God. Yeah, the idea of going to somebody's house. Wait, you didn't realise that's what I was saying. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) The idea of going to somebody's house and they they be like drunk or coming home from partying or whatever Mm. and you're completely sober, that is mind-blowing to me. I just, no. No, 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 no. No. Um, I would say mine would be something that I've actively done. Like I say, for me... I'm at my optimum when I'm most comfortable and I'm most comfortable in my own home. So Mm. I always have people to my house, um, whether that be a post date or hookup or whatever it is, they always come to my place, much to my flatmate's dismay. Um, However, there have been times where I've gone to people's hotels or apartments or whatever. And I would say my top tip for staying safe when using apps for hookups or even just hookups in general I have location share permanently set up on my phone with my best friend and flatmate and another best friend of mine. And if I've been going to somebody else's house, I always text one of them and say, hey, if I don't message you within the next hour, call me. And then they will. Because, but I always, once I know that I'm safe, I'm going to the bathroom, I text them, hey, everything's good, I'm fine. I mean, that's all well and good, but if you're sharing your location and you're, you're dead, <laughs> but that, that, I, feel, that, I feel like it's more of a preemption of what we need to take into. But this is because if, if anything were to go wrong, then you know they know where to find you. Think about how big London is and how easy it would be to be yeah, lost. Yeah, but you could be dead by then. Yeah, I could be, but at least they'd know where they'd to find you. They'd get arrested. The yeah, get exactly. Arrested, yeah. You know, like. But that's what I mean. That's a. That's a that's a precaution, but it's almost an like a not an afterthought precaution because I do that too. Obviously, I said my location because, yeah, get what's coming to you if you're going to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think what can we do like before to prevent that? it? Yeah, obviously, meet in public places. Do you know what know I would that. say is a good one as well? Is um, a red flag for me is if I'm talking to somebody and they won't tell me what their Instagram is. Okay. So I like to, if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody, know what their Instagram or their Facebook is because then I know that they are who they say they that are. That doesn't mean they're dangerous. That just means they've got some ugly ass angles, bitch. FaceTime <laughs> them before you meet them. That is a very good idea. Yeah. That's something I've done actually quite a lot. And even Always just, do it. Just ask for their number if you're on an app. Ask for their number and then don't even just FaceTime them. Hey, how are you? And even if they don't answer, I think a good way to phase that in quite quickly is to do you send them a voice note and if you send someone a voice note and they type back they're more likely they're already like I think it's like 70% more likely or something to respond via a voice note yeah so then if they type back that's one thing I should have done that with the French guy so I knew that I was speaking to somebody that wasn't able to speak English but you know enchanté it sounds like you overcame that 
I overcame it. I overcame it, and I overcame it again. <laughs> <laughs> she came. She saw. She overcame. <laughs> I went to Paris, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Paris. All I got was this French man's baguette. Oh yeah, you know when it when in Paris. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Any other? Tips, safety tips. I I think the video call is a big one actually, and the voice note, as you say, yeah. um, it's just verification that the person you're speaking to is the person that that it, that they are saying that they are, and that whether that be checking their Instagram or whether that be FaceTiming them. Um, do a live location share so they are where they are you know like Mm. and as well I mean I know that poor poor guy got beaten up meeting somebody in a public place before you take them to your home is something that I'm very very approving of like like I live really close to Brick Lane so I I, if I was going to meet somebody hey I'll meet you on Brick Lane we'll go for a beer first well this I think is part of the key as well meet actually in a public place not totally. like an outdoor space and if they're if they are opposed to doing it question why yeah why don't you want to meet me at a bar why don't you want to meet me but the thing is meet a, a bar don't yes. meet outside a cinema like not obviously um saying anything bad about this guy at all he was still meeting in a public place but when you're outside there's no um there's nobody controlling that environment totally um, meet at a bar Yes. Yeah, so, we live in London. And also, if you meet in a bar and you have a drink, you've got a whole drink, at least. If you have two, then you've got two drinks to to give your gut a bit more time to tune in with what oh you're saying. And as well, people can look great in pictures and have all good game. And then they meet you and they've got brown teeth. Oh, my God. And then they invite <laughs> you to your fucking flat. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm here now. I'm British, so I'm too polite to say no. Get so, your dick out yeah. so I can leave. Yeah. you, you, you it, Meeting somebody in a public place gives you time to size them up. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our top tips for saying... Safe and, and sexy. Our tips. Oh yeah, our tops and bottom <laughs> Don't tips. Don't forget the bottoms, girl. Yeah, stay safe and sexy in the city, baby. Uh, well, on that note, should we tune out? Let's wrap it up. Oh my god, so much fun! So much fun. Uh, thank you all for listening, and me and Danny will see you next week. If you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, our handle is at Cocktails Confessions. She's at Danny St James, and I'm at Jalay Slays. St. James like the park and just as easy to get into. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say a quick thank you to our patrons, Jeremy McAteer, Mark Bray, Joe Clucco, Christopher Johnson and Dusty Gardner Carpenter. Uh, Thanks for supporting us on the platform. And if you guys want to see us on Patreon, where there'll be extra episodes and behind the scenes stuff, we're Cocktails and Cock Talk on there.